Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com. Hello, welcome back. I'm so happy to be here with you in this virtual listening space. And I'm going to continue talking today about sophomore year, the end of sophomore year. High school was frustrating and scary and wonderful and magical and all things rolled into one, as I'm sure so many of you must remember and hopefully for the most part in a good way. So the kids from the stage crew that I worked with on the Kismet show, they became some of my very wonderful friends and they encouraged me to audition for the concert choir, which in my mind was like the elite and the fantastic of all, you know, talented kids. But I had been taking singing lessons with this wonderful little man from Sneedon's Landing named Mr. Powell. And he had been my mother's piano teacher. And I had taken some piano lessons with him as well. And then switched over to taking singing lessons because I really wanted to master that so that I could be in the musicals and such. And his philosophy was, if you can squeak it out, you can develop it. So I developed a four octave range, which was really fantastic and became quite a wonderful, I'm sorry if I must brag for a moment, but I became a, a very good singer under his tutelage and was fortunate enough to make it into the concert choir. I want to take a little side note and describe Mr. Powell because he was so funny. Um, he was a very short man, probably less than five feet. I'm thinking like four foot eight or something like that. And he uh, and his wife also was also a very tiny little woman. And they lived in this adorable, tiny hobbit house in Sneedon's, this little cottage that was just charming. It had a big living room with windows that opened out with uh, big doors, you know, glass doors that opened out onto the forest behind. And the bedroom was up a ladder I don't even know how the two of them continued to climb it when they were very old, but the kitchen was always warm and full of lovely things baking. 
and the piano room was just off the kitchen so he'd have the door open i don't think that there were like rules of propriety then but he'd have the door open so that he could let his wife hear what we were doing and comment to her and <laughs> ask her you know if that sounded good and such and that was very funny um and he would drive around the neighborhood in this giant old volvo which he could barely see over the steering wheel when he drove it and but he'd wear this wonderful fedora and so you'd see this volvo going by with a fedora at the helm and you'd go oh it's mr powell <laughs> it almost looked like there was nobody driving because he could barely see it, it it's a good thing that people just drove very very slowly through sneedens because Otherwise, you know, he could have probably killed many people. When we were playing kickball at the Triangle, which was on the way to his house, we would always like, whoop, get the ball out of the street. The Volvo's coming. You know, we didn't want to be in the way of that. Uh, it was a danger zone. But he was delightful. And I'm going to tell you a little more about him when I tell you about Christmas parties in Sneedens because he was very important to that. But in any case, he gave me a lot of confidence and I auditioned for the concert choir and I made it. And then I was invited to audition for the Madrigal Singers. Now the Madrigal Singers were the elite elite of the concert choir. The people who had the most, I guess the most beautiful voices, but also the ones that could blend the best. Um, and it was only, I think 16 or 18 people uh, dressed in gorgeous Renaissance costumes and they sang at the concerts and they also got to do tours and sing in all kinds of other places. They were on in high demand for events around the county and they sang beautiful pieces for five-part harmony um, and so gorgeously uh, arranged and 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 conducted and they're the they seem to have this incredible cohesion where everybody was contributing so beautifully to the music and it was a, a dream something that i i hadn't even imagined but right after having gotten into concert choir i got to audition for the madrigals and i also made it into the madrigals this was unheard of actually when I when I was there because to get into both things in junior year not even having done concert choir the year before was uh, an anomaly it never happened so I everybody was congratulating me and so excited for me and I just was on cloud nine I couldn't believe it I was so excited um, so this is where I really found my people my friends were the concert choir and madrigal singers for the most part. So I guess that my best friendships have to do with Renaissance costumes in some way. <laughs> yeah, and some of these are still people that I keep in touch with, which is wonderful. Also at the end of sophomore year was my Sweet Sixteen party. And a couple of my friends had had Sweet Sixteen parties before me, and so I was planning mine with great fervor because I'm born in June, so it was really the end of the school year. 
and I had this whole list of people that I wanted to invite and exactly how we were going to have it. Um, at the time, I was dating Eddie, who was a senior, so his band was going to play at my Sweet 16 party and they were excited and I was excited and everybody was excited because, you know, live concerts were fantastic, right? Um, we ordered food like six foot heroes, these <laughs> absurdly enormous sandwiches um, that were Italian sandwiches to the max. And then of course we also had to have some adults at the party to monitor, monitor it. So my mom and my aunt and uncle were there um, and Virginia and I had invited 89 kids and it was a very, that was a huge number for my mother, but she was like, okay, fine. You know, this is a big deal. It's a big milestone party for you. Fine. Um, it turns out that the party was crashed by the jocks and the greasers and over 200 kids showed up. My mom was freaking out. They brought booze, they spiked the punch. It was crazy. But the band played and everybody danced and it was looking like it was okay at first. And you know, it, it was just a little, the, the, the adults were super nervous, but the kids were having a fabulous time. Um, Unfortunately, so many kids were using the toilet that the septic field in the backyard flooded. So all of these kids who were going to the back of the yard to, to make out or whatever, or smoke pot, they were coming back and the hems of their clothing were all covered in mud. And I was like, ooh, that's not mud. Mm, yikes, awful. Um, but finally, I guess everybody was, you know, people were getting drunk and stuff and, and people were saying, you're not supposed to be here. You're a crasher and stuff. And so this huge fight broke out between some of the football guys and this huge guy named Jerry was just like pummeling away at this other kid. And my mom was screaming for my uncle to jump in and he was like no way and he's standing back like oh, i'm not getting in there are you kidding me i'm gonna get killed so my mom and my aunt my aunt is tiny she weighs all of 100 pounds my mom and my aunt dove in between these two kids and screamed and started breaking them up and i guess because they were like whoa grown-ups they they busted it up and took off but a bunch of kids took off through the kitchen, bolted, and while everyone else was distracted, they stole the stereo. That was terrible. And I had to pay the psychological price for that for a very long time. But that party was talked about for weeks. <laughs> People were like, whoa, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Anyway... Sweet 16 and never been, well, no, definitely been kissed, but uh, other things to come. So the fun, the fun of the end of sophomore year, and I was ready to get my driver's license and be an independent person. And I started learning to drive, and that was an incredible threshold that gave me a lot more independence. All of that to come next time. Thank you so much for listening to my crazy stories and I'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.